Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. One of my favorite sayings is if you want to give God a good laugh, tell him or her your plans. It's so true. Some part of us knows we don't have control and anything is possible, yet we really, really, really like to know and plan. We take great comfort in planning. So when things don't go according to plan, God may be smiling on us and saying, oh, dear one, I have something so much better in store for you. However, we are certainly not laughing or smiling ourselves because we want what we want especially when it comes to breakups. When the one shifts to the one that broke our heart, we are faced with a massive expectation hangover and it can be quite difficult to move on. Today's caller is dealing with a breakup. However, this episode really is about getting your mojo back on after any kind of expectation hangover. But since it is close to Valentine's Day, I wanted to play an episode that had to do with love and also make sure you know about my mission to prevent Valentine's Day expectation hangovers. So I'm doing a big campaign on social media right now and every day leading up to February 14th, I'm posting something on how to prevent expectation hangovers, fall more in love with yourself and your life. So you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook, it's Christine Hassler and Twitter, it's Christine Hassler, but... Christine doesn't have the E because my name's too long. Also for the coach's corner this week, which is always up the Saturday after the episode, I'm going to talk about how to get over a breakup. I'm going to give you five big tips that are my must for moving on. So make sure to tune in on Saturday for that. I also wanted to mention that I always post the show notes for each episode at christinehassler.com slash podcast. And that's where you can comment. You can ask questions. All the assignments are posted there. If I mention any links, it's all there for you. So I know a lot of you listen on your commute or when you're walking and it's hard to write things down. So don't worry. They're all posted there for you. All right. So Monica, today's caller is going through a rite of passage, which is her first real heartbreak. Not many of us escape life without having at least one breakup that ranges from upsetting to downright gut-wrenching devastating. Breakups are no fun, but always, always an opportunity to learn something and grow. It is so important we don't close down our hearts after a breakup because then walls begin to form. It's also important that we don't lose our mojo and we get on with our life after a breakup. I see far too many people become paralyzed by heartache and use their breakup as an excuse not to move forward in their life. Now, I'm not saying just push through the emotions and don't feel. Y'all know I'm very much an advocate of processing our feelings, but not indulging in them. Yes, let yourself grieve, cry your tears, but don't sit around listening to sad music for weeks and months, not leaving your house and turning to potato chips and reality TV. You've got to get back to yourself and move on and move forward and reconnect to that spark. Don't wait for somebody else to come and reignite it for you. Please don't allow yourself to get so stuck by your self-diagnosis of heartbroken like Monica has in today's call. The reality is your heart can never be truly broken. Yes, it can hurt. And yes, after we separate from someone we love, it aches. However, the nature of a heart is to be full of unconditional love no matter what. And that kind of love is unbreakable. 
As you listen to this call, consider, have you given yourself the diagnosis of heartbroken and feel completely stuck in your life? Did you set the goal of marriage or moving in together or some kind of relationship status and it didn't work out and now you've totally lost your mojo and have a big old expectation hangover? Do you value a relationship by how long it lasts? If there is a breakup, do you consider the relationship was a failure or you failed in some way? If I asked you who you are, would it be easy to answer and tell me all the wonderful things about you or would it be easier to rattle off a list of things you don't like about yourself or you want to change? And finally, can you honestly say that you really, really feel love for yourself? Something to consider as we listen to today's call with Monica. Hello, Monica. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, how are you? Um, Just to give you a little background, I I basically just went through a pretty intense breakup in a foreign country. Mm. Um, So it's a double whammy of breaking up with someone, breaking up with a culture. And then I just moved back home with my parents because I was sort of, yeah, I am broke right now. And I guess my question to you is that, you know, I've sort of set myself goals in the past, including this one that I did, which is moving to a foreign country. And I'm I'm big in goals, but right now that the latest and biggest goal I've had has been sort of crushed in a way. I feel like, as you say, like the biggest expectation hangover, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to see how I sort of move past that. Um, and I'm, but I'm finding myself paralyzed by fear now. Like I used to be very courageous, and now I'm just like scared to take the next step. Mm, okay. So what was your goal? To have this relationship work out and get married? Was that the well, goal? Well, I mean, not. Subconsciously, yes. Okay. <laughs> I want to say, like, I lived in New York City for a long time. So I, I lived a pace of life that was very hectic since I was in college because I, I studied there. And I really wanted to taste a different lifestyle. So I moved mm-hmm. to another country and just sort of like follow your bliss, you know. Um, but you moved to the country for him, right? No, I didn't meet, I didn't know him then. I moved, oh, gotcha. I moved by myself. I moved for three months and then it ended up that I ended up there for two years, two and a half years. And within those two years, I have uh, lived, you know, I lived with my boyfriend and then my visa expired and then we broke up and everything just crashed down basically. Okay. So was the biggest expectation hangover the breakup and your visa expiring? I feel like the breakup was the biggest expectation hangover and I didn't expect it to be. Have you ever had a breakup before? Yes. Once in college. And this was like, 30 now so a while ago and but this is the first time I feel like I've really been in love and my heart was broken because it was a matter of trust like my trust was broken okay well welcome to being human and being in relationship (laughs) so here's the thing yeah so here's the thing Monica and for everybody listening I know very few people who've never been through a breakup that was hard especially people who and here's the thing you said you go big or go home you love yeah. you love you love big. You put your whole heart into it. And I I wish that we didn't value relationships so much in terms of how long they last. I wish yeah. we valued instead more what we learned from it. Because your your attachment to wanting it to end up a certain way, you know, having the expectation is preventing you from seeing everything you learned from it and how amazing it was to move to this foreign country, have this romance, have this relationship, and and also having your trust broken, I guarantee you that that's bringing up issues from your past, giving you an opportunity to heal them. I, I have a sense that this is not the first time 
your trust has been broken either yeah. by by someone yeah. else or yourself. So sort of the this stuckness that you're feeling is because you're seeing yourself more as a victim in this situation than Definitely. the true sense of who you are, this woman that moves to New York and then moves to a country. It's like you've allowed this story about being brokenhearted to cause you amnesia about who you really are. So let's put the breakup aside for a second and tell okay. me, tell me who you really are. Don't tell me who you think you've become mm -hmm. because of this. Tell me who <laughs> you really are. I'm a very outgoing, sincere, good person, good to the core, like good to, to a fault, I want to say. I'm not stupid in the sense like I don't let people push me over, but I was raised in a very Catholic, but not in a traditional way, like just in the certain sense of like doing good and being good to people and people will be good to you. So of course, you know, with lessons learned in life, like in New York City, I've, I've learned to toughen up. Um, Hold on a second. I'm going to interrupt you. When you say all this, it makes me kind of think you may be a bit of a people pleaser. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's bookmark that, put that to the side because notice how quickly I asked you who you are, right? And you went into yeah. – you said one thing. I think you said sincere. So we, we started off well. But then you quickly mm -hmm. went to self kind of commentary and a little bit of self-criticism. Yeah. And you you told me more about behavior than who you are. So let me reflect back to you. Okay. You know, I've only been talking to you for, I don't know, five minutes. And when I intuit and when I feel you and when I'm listening to you, this is who I feel like you are, okay? Definitely okay. sincere. You have a lot of depth. You have a lot of fiery passion as well. You're incredibly creative. You're curious. You're loyal. You're deeply loving. You're compassionate. And my sense is you're also highly creative. Yeah. And and the creative thing is a funny thing because like I do think I'm a creative person and I did study a creative in the creative field. But I haven't even produced stop. anything creative. Stop. Uh, well, uh, I, stop. I stop. <laughs> I knew that I knew that butt was coming. <laughs> I knew that butt was coming. I didn't know they're prohibited on the podcast. So here's <laughs> here's the thing. Well, they're prohibited when I want to get someone to remember who they are. Okay. And they try to because the unconscious mind doesn't hear words after but. So if I said to you, Monica, I really am glad you're on the show, but, you know, it wasn't that great of a call. All you'd hear is it wasn't that great of a call. You wouldn't true, hear, true. I'm really glad you're on the show, and P.S., this is a great call. I don't mean that at all. I was giving you that example to show you what the but does. So yeah, here's what I'm seeing. I'm talking to a woman that doesn't see herself and doesn't value herself. So of course she's going to attract a person into her life that eventually doesn't see her and doesn't value her. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's scary, but it's true. Yeah. Well, here's what's not scary. If you know this about yourself, you can change it and therefore attract different people. And the the changing it is really reconnecting to the truth of who you are, doing things that get you back in the energy of that woman who moved to New York and moved to a foreign country. You've allowed yourself to be so defeated and given yourself the diagnosis of heartbroken so much that it's, like you said, paralyzed you. And yeah. I have 
please know you have my compassion in terms of heartbreak. But what I hear underneath the heartbreak is, is a woman who wants to move on with her life and reconnect to her fire. So I can I sit. I really do. Yeah. So do you want me to sit here in your sadness with you and console you about the breakup? Or would you like me to continue supporting you and reconnecting to your fire? The latter. Okay. <laughs> the second one or the second one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. So tell me about who you are again. And this time, no buts, no okay. self-criticism. Close your eyes okay. for a moment and connect back to how you felt when you moved to the big city or how you felt when you moved to this foreign country. And tell me the qualities that you really tapped into and came out of you when you made these decisions. Okay. I'm very courageous. That's for sure. I'm sensitive, as I said. I'm very close to my family. I am very intelligent, I like to think. I'm trilingual. Whoa, that's <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> which is a goal of mine, so I'm like, check. I'm very goal-oriented, usually. I'm a good friend, for sure. So much till that I'd rather have a less amount of friends than a big amount of friends, quote-unquote, because I, I do dedicate emotionally my heart like takes you know takes, takes a lot of space in my heart when I'm the relationships I have whether mm -hmm. it's friends family or you know significant other so I'm very protective of that as I grow older because you know each little blow hurts a little bit more I like animals <laughs> I don't know I don't know what else to, to sort of describe this myself is great. without being like career oriented or this is know. great this is great courageous sensitive close to your family and good friend, which to me is loyal, intelligent, loving animals means loving and compassionate and playful. So these are all amazing. I want to talk about the goal-oriented thing because that's not who you are. That's probably a compensatory strategy because my sense mm -hmm. is that you sometimes attach your self-worth to achievement. And part yeah. of the lesson you're learning here is, you know, that's what expectation hangovers are so good at teaching us is that even in situations where we didn't get what we want and we didn't get the results that we expected, we're still valuable, amazing human beings. And this is all coming yeah. back to your self-worth and really being able to trust yourself that even, and hear, really hear me because this is important for you, mm -hmm. even when you don't get the goal, even when you don't get the result, will you start trusting yourself to still treat yourself like the valuable, worthy, deserving woman that you are? Is that a question or an affirmation? <laughs> Either one. Because <laughs> I, I want to. Like, I, I, intellectually, that's what I want. Emotionally, like, I have a really hard time doing that. Because as, as you say, the butts come in and I self-criticize, like, almost automatically. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'm proud of what I've done and, and not everyone has the guts to do it. Um, but then I criticize myself for the fact that, well, now I'm stuck in this point where I'm back at my parents' house, which is difficult, and they've given me too much, and how do I move forward? And Here's the thing. Your criticism is just a habit. Do you think if I never worked out in my entire life, and then I decided I wanted to start going to the gym, do you think it would be hard at first? Yes. Do you think I'd have to put some effort into it? Maybe a little. Yeah, a lot. You know, <laughs> if I've never worked out before in my life, I'd have to do everything from buy workout clothes to find a place to learn how to use weights to 
build up my endurance. I mean, if you've never done something, there's a lot. You know just from moving to a foreign country, all the new things you had to learn. So you are a learner. You are good at making changes. You talked about two big ones. So you've got to stop telling yourself that not criticizing yourself is hard because it's a choice. It may be hard at first because it's it's you have to be aware of it and you have to actually make pivots in your thoughts. However, why if you put as much energy, Monica, into really redirecting your thoughts and really working on seeing your worth and seeing your value as you do into thinking about your heartbreak and your expectation hangover and all the things you failed at, you would change this. You have massive yeah. amounts of energy. You're just using it for your detriment and not your improvement. Yeah, that's definitely true. I wonder also, I guess, because like since I've always been, as I said, sort of go big or go home, like that's the way I've functioned my entire life in terms of doing big things. I'm having a hard time because, of course, my family is influential in my life and they're like, just take baby steps and just one thing at a time. But I feel like that's not working for me because I just, I feel more desperate, more stuck, more like, I don't know. Anxiety comes more with like baby steps for me personally. I don't know how to fight over like something big. If they're like, well, you've done this and like what happened sort of thing. So, Of course you feel that way because right now your relationship with yourself, pardon my language here, sucks. <laughs> you've lost your mojo. Yeah. I definitely lost my mojo. And the I had only a good one before. Exactly. And if you've had it, you know how to find it. It's just a process of remembering. So I'm just pointing out to you that I've been very strongly coaching you to moving in the direction of moving who you are and being kind to yourself. And each time you've come back with an objection or a reason why you can't or another story. So you're fighting really, really hard to preserve this relationship of self-doubt and self-judgment. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing I'm doing subconsciously. I'm hoping I am. Yeah. (laughs) Not intentionally because then that's fine. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That's why I'm pointing out to you. You're not doing anything wrong. I'm just pointing out to you how resistant you are to what you truly want. Because all these goals and all these things that you've done, they're just external ways that you've tried to make yourself feel a certain way. So why not start with the feeling instead? What can you do to start to feel the way you like to feel inside yourself? What internal actions can you take versus looking for some goal to make you feel that way? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, it makes sense. Because, yeah, I definitely have worked the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that you are doing right now in your life that actually f- do bring you joy and do help you feel connected? There's not much, to be honest, right now. And that's why I'm sort of in a bit of a crisis. Not crisis, though, but kind of. I guess my family's what's been holding me together. Also, I'm I'm an aunt, uh, my niece and nephew. Um, that brings me joy. Exercise for sure. Like I know that's you know helpful, and I I do that as well. And 
trying to connect with friends, but in a limited way. And I know it's a bad because I still feel like I'm recuperating from from like I have trust issues now that I'm I don't know I'm going through. So I'm I'm much more conservative as to who I let in in a way. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So do you want to continue to have trust issues? No. <laughs> no, but at the same time, at the same time, I feel like it's a it's a defense mechanism because I, when I get hurt, I I, I really. I physically get sick, you know, I'm the type of person where like I physically get sick and I don't eat and I, it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So remember what I said earlier about how every expectation hangover is a way that the universe is bringing in us an opportunity to heal an unresolved issue. So yeah. I have two kind of prescriptions for you as we wrap up here. First, you're not going to heal your trust issues by closing off your heart and moving into more protection. That's not going to do it. That's just going to make them worse. So you've got to go back, use expectation hangover, use the book. You've got to go back and heal those original trust issues and then start to reestablish trust inside yourself and this is a great time to go deeper in your spiritual practice so you have trust in a higher power. So yeah. that's that's number one. You've got to go back and handle the trust issues and stop telling yourself you have trust issues because of other people, right? And like I said, thinking that you're solving it by closing your heart is only going to make it worse. That's number one. So uh-huh. would you say, sorry to interrupt, that healing – those trust issues would be exposing myself more to trusting people, I guess? Uh, that would come after you do some internal work on your own. Okay. You, you've got to trust yourself. And so yeah. part of you has got to trust that yeah. you will start being kinder to yourself. And the second thing is you've got to start doing things that make you feel alive and connected again. It can be taking art class or joining Toastmasters or teaching English as a second language or organizing something with your friends, some things that make you feel alive again so you can start to reconnect to that part of you that's the truth of who you are. Yeah. That's true because I definitely have felt – I miss that. I miss feeling as a joyful person. Like I feel very joyless. So what's one thing – you can commit to doing? Well, first of all, like, I'm getting your book. It's, it's arriving tomorrow. So I'm reading that. Great. <laughs> For sure. But also the art part, uh, it's something that resonates a lot with me because um, there's a lot of, like my mom is a painter and stuff like that. And I know that was something that I thought I should pursue as a creative outlet to sort of, you know, therapeutically help myself too. I love that's, it. Like, that's one step. I love it. Those are two great ideas. And I have a suggestion for your painting. I want you to paint an image of trust and what self-trust looks like to you. Okay. Paint a visual of it. I like that. Yeah. Use it as a... That's good because it gives me a little goal. Yes. (laughs) Yes. How about it gives you an intention? Instead of a goal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good intention. That kind of brings my two suggestions together. Paint this trust picture and 
after you paint it, will you send it to me? May I see an image of it? For sure. I don't send me the actual painting, but will you send me an image of it? I'll send you an image of it. So a piece of advice I've heard thrown around is the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Oh my gosh, that is just terrible, terrible advice. All it is, is numbing your pain and trying to find someone else to make you feel the feelings that you're responsible for feeling. The biggest and best way to get over a breakup is to fall back in love with yourself. Does that mean we won't attract a partner until we love ourselves? No, you can definitely attract someone, but it will be most likely an issue-based relationship because until we really work out a lot of things that block us from our own love and our own self-acceptance, we tend to attract people that trigger issues. So if you're in a breakup right now, why don't you just take some time to focus on you, to get to know you, to not only get your mojo back, but to do some healing work. Because I promise that heartbreak is triggering old stuff that's probably been there for a while. So how do you do this? How do you really love yourself? Well, first of all, stop making your worthiness, happiness, value, and so on dependent on being in a relationship. I feel like so many people think being single is a disorder and it's not. Please don't think that your enoughness is dependent on whether or not someone else quote unquote chooses you. Second, watch the internal criticism. Monica and I talked a lot about that in today's call, especially you goal oriented, high achieving people. You know, when you don't get that result that you wanted, it's imperative you are kind to yourself. Again, don't make your emotional okayness dependent on outcomes. And another tip, do things to develop trust with yourself. We talked a lot about that in the call too. If you have trust issues with other people, look at your trust with yourself. Do you keep your word with yourself? Do you have disciplines that really support you? Do you say what you mean and mean what you say? How can you start trusting yourself more? Also, I really want to highlight the yes budding. (laughs) I called Monica out a little bit on that. She'd be talking about something positive and then she'd go, but, and move to something negative or move to a criticism. Stop yes budding in your life. Really own your worth, own your value, own the things that are going well. Don't say, oh, I'm really grateful for my life, but I'd really like a relationship. No. How about just, I'm really grateful for my life. You could say, and I'm open to a relationship, but stop the budding. Also, let's circle back to the question I asked you to consider before the call. If I asked you who you are, would it be easy to answer and tell me all the wonderful things about you, or would it be easier to rattle off the list of all the things you don't like or want to change about yourself? You heard in my coaching session with Monica when I elicited her qualities, it took her a while to get there. And then she kind of started saying roles like good friends, love animals, But you want to think less about those things you do and more about the qualities that come out of you while you do those things. If you want a little more info on that and a refresher on how I teach that, go back and listen to my very, very first episode called My Over and On With It Story. And I take you through an exercise to really get clear about who you are. And finally, before we get to the assignments, I want to talk about getting your mojo back on. Think about something you've done well in the past when you're thinking about moving forward. Collect evidence for how you can do it rather than how you can't. Like with Monica, she was so stuck in, I'm back at home with my parents and I'm in debt and blah, 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 blah. But when I got her back to talking about moving to a foreign country and everything she started to learn there, you could hear how her voice changed. She had a state change, her energy shifted. 
So when you're wanting to motivate yourself to move forward, think about and bring into your memory and really feel something from your past that felt successful and exciting to you. Again, collect evidence for how you have done things like that before. All right, some assignments. First of all, for the goal-oriented people, I want you to focus on how you want to feel from a result rather than the actual result or outcome because we're always chasing the feeling. So if you want to feel successful and accomplished, how can you start feeling that way in your life now? A good way is to look around and notice all the things that you're proud of yourself for. Second, write a list of who you are, not what you've done, not things you do, but those qualities. Are you courageous, compassionate, funny, insightful, intelligent, beautiful? Who are you? And own it and fall back in love with you. Third, trust issues are not resolved by closing off and using defense mechanisms. So remember, when I was talking about trust, it's a great time to have integrity with yourself. Start some kind of 40-day practice or discipline where you're really showing up for you. And finally, I love, love, love that Monica talked about painting. She was going to do a painting about trust. Creativity is a great way to process something. So if you're feeling a little stuck, get a canvas and some paints, get some clay, create something. Use that creativity as a channel of expression and healing. So I'm wishing all of you a happy Valentine's Day and a happy Valentine's Day week. And remember, this is really about celebrating love, not just romantic relationships. So collect evidence on all the love there is in your life, all the people that love you, all the people that you love, and just how lucky we are to be here. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.